and welcome to the first episode of Covering All the Bases. I'm Hannah Kaufman, and I'm here with my co-host, Adrian Brabant. We are super excited to welcome you to our podcast and our future episodes. We want to start just by giving some background information about us. So we are both juniors in high school, and we actually only met last year in our broadcasting class, which we, shocker, are still in this year. Um, Now we are executive producers together of our school's news channel and like I I don't know what it was but somehow we just immediately bonded like we met in zoom in class like on like it's just so crazy like we didn't know each other at all before this no it is crazy because we met our sophomore year which was the first full year with COVID so Mm -hmm. we met on Zoom not knowing each other at all but I think we just clicked immediately yeah I don't know sometimes things just work like that and our teacher loves to talk about it true loves to talk about how he brought us together and so I feel like I feel like we can kind of attribute this podcast to him we can definitely we can yeah um okay so first topic what is it Anna first topic AP test. So this podcast episode is going to be about the stress of being a junior and with this we want the first topic to be AP tests. So it's currently early May which means mm-hmm. AP tests are happening this week or happening next week and it's just a lot of work. It is a lot. Like the preparation that goes into it is immense but also like now that we're here at this week I, it just is honestly kind of calming to be like everyone together with all the stress you know like we're all kind of experiencing it together and it sucks actually the thing that sucks most I would say is not having the bell system yeah because of AP exams our bell schedule is muted so that it doesn't disrupt the students and that is definitely throwing everyone off with timing to get to their classes yeah AP tests just kind of suck like it's all it's just a whole throw off for sure for everyone involved yeah but um yeah okay so the freaking studying part of the AP test is immense like you spend your whole year learning all the content or learning all the skills like we had to do for AP Lang it's more skills you obviously don't know what you're going to get on the test and so you spend your whole year doing this and it all comes down to one like three hour test yeah I think that's crazy I think it's crazy I think it's a lot of pressure to put on students I mean we're in high school we're all I mean, AP Lang, you said that's for juniors, so we're like 16 and 17 years old, but there's very little classes offered to freshmen, but Mm -hmm. freshmen do still take AP tests. So from freshmen to seniors, that's four years where you're taking AP tests, and it's like a lot of pressure for the whole year to come down to one test. Like, some people aren't good at standardized testing. Right. Some people get straight A's, and they're really good during the school year with learning and tests for every unit, but a lot of people don't do well on standardized tests and or people just have bad days and so I think the fact that it all comes down to one test is very stressful and puts a lot of pressure on us. Yeah and the craziest thing is if you're taking a mix of AP and regular classes or just honors classes like your other teachers they know it's AP time and like sure they might extend an assignment just a little bit but like we still have teachers giving tests this week. Yeah. Like fully expecting you to can you to continue learning and in their class and also study for tests that you're taking like around them. That's a hundred percent true. I this week and next week are just packed with assignments and tests. Like 
test for my classes and AP exams so yeah exactly like oh my god I can't I can't with this I had yesterday apes you know yeah and so like shockingly pretty easy test it was like it was fine and then I was like okay I just want to leave like we were everyone was excused for the whole day but I had talked to my math teacher the day before and I was like, you know, what would happen if I just hypothetically wasn't here tomorrow? Like, I know what my AP test is in the morning, but like, what if I just don't show up? And she was like, mm, I see, I see. Yeah, but it's important that you still come. Like, right. there's just no break at all. And it's exhausting because you just took a three hour test and now have to go each class period, at least in our school, is two hours. So mm-hmm. you just went from a three hour test to a two-hour period mm-hmm. learning math yeah and like exactly I mean a little different situation but similar and I mean you're in a very similar situation we have our AP Lang test next Tuesday yeah and I I'm in physiology honors and I have a physio test that same day which my teacher is postponing for me and my friends who are also in AP Lang because we'll nice. be taking the exam we won't be in class yeah so we're taking it the next period that our the class offers but, so I have the AP Lang exam on the Tuesday, the physio test on the Thursday, and a math test on the Friday. So it's just, even though, like, I want to put my attention toward the AP exam to be, like, to get a high score, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I can't as much because I still have to study for physio and for math. Right, that's so, that's so true. Like, the whole balance between, like, high GPA and high AP test scores is crazy because a lot of people are, like, oh, the AP test scores don't really matter. It's your GPA in those classes and, of course, your other classes right. um, that really count for college. But then other people are like, you have to score five if you want to go to a good school. Well, and that's a lot of pressure like, because we're constantly told you need to score a five if you want to go to a good school, if you want to get college credit. It will help you if you score a five. And there's all this, like, I don't want to say pressure, but... There's just a lot of, like, emphasis on, like, take a lot of APs mm-hmm. if you want to get into a college with a low acceptance rate. Yeah. And the balance s- is ridiculous. It is because it's just – it also is – it's hard on mentally, social life, everything. Mm-hmm. And – No social life this week at all. <laughs> same. This week, next week, totally focused on exams. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know. The thing with the fives is, like – I was so, like, I put myself in such a bad position of, like, I need to get a five on every single one of my exams. I need to do the best I can on every single one of my exams and in all of my classes and whatever. And it kind of all just came, like, crushing down yesterday when, I don't know why, like, I'm sure I knew this before, but no one had ever, like, directly said it to me. The AP exams don't actually, like they don't determine whether or not you will get into a good school because they the schools that you apply to will only see what you report. And obviously, you True. really only want to report a five, maybe a four. But if you don't report, they can't say that you got a bad score on that exam. They just know that you took the exam. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. They don't know whether you scored a two or you scored a five. If you don't submit it, you don't submit it. Right. So it really does not matter for your application chances. And like, I think a lot of what I based my studying on and like why I wanted to get such a good score was because I was like, this is going to affect whether or not I get into college. If I don't get a five and I don't report, 
they're gonna think I didn't do well but no of course legally they cannot do that I like found out yesterday and so I'm like why did I put all my like all this pressure on myself that's actually really like common isn't it it's like it's almost like a relief like weight lifted off shoulders yeah kind of Oh my gosh, I'm going to take that mindset. <laughs> You're so welcome. You're so welcome. They thank just, you. Thank you. They told us this. Like, I think like the five minutes when they like were starting to like proctor and like, you know, tell us, okay, you fill out your name here and whatever. Right. And I was just like, oh, what? So like, I don't, I don't need to like be perfect on this for college. Like it was just, yeah. Great information to learn right before my first one. Really yeah, helped, really helped my is. nerves. I definitely think that would help everyone's nerves to know that so yeah okay do we want to move on to our next big topic big topic SATs and ACTs yep obviously I mean AP classes can like AP classes are relatable for freshmen through seniors but SAT and ACT is strictly juniors so we get the pleasure of experiencing this stress this year yes yes and I just think it's important to note real quick that junior year is our first full year in school because of COVID. Our freshman year, we found out in March, everyone said, oh, it's going to be two weeks off of school. Just because of COVID, we'll be back. Um, no, we were out the rest of our freshman year, all of, basically all of sophomore year too. And so we came back this year, mask mandate, and then it was lifted in March. But nonetheless, this is still our first year back. Yeah, um, and junior year is always said to be the hardest always. year. Always. Since my freshman year, since middle school, actually, like I always heard junior year is going to be your hardest year. And to be honest, I thought everyone was just exaggerating. Last Me year was too. difficult, I think, at least the sophomores, and that could have been because we were on Zoom or the curriculum. I don't know what it was, and... I just, I was always thinking, like, junior year is not going to be as hard as mm-hmm. everyone says. I was wrong. Junior year? So wrong. So hard. Yeah. I don't know. I always feel for every year that I go up, obviously, a grade in school, um, I feel, like, just more prepared to be able to handle that level because I've already, like, had that stepping stone of the year before. But even if you're prepared, like, that doesn't mean that all of it's not going to still be overwhelming. Like, it is ridiculously overwhelming, but at the same time, I can handle it. But at the same time, I don't want to. Like, does that make sense? It totally just, makes sense. It's ridiculous. And yeah, for this to be our first year back from COVID, I mean, it's kind of weird because everyone last year and the year before probably had different circumstances with the SAT, ACTs. And so we're kind of like the first year that it's back to what it used to be, but right. also completely completely different at the same time and so we're like we're guinea pigs honestly no we honestly are because as juniors the past two years the class of 2021 and the class of 2022 they were test optional Mm -hmm. and so we were constantly being told like you're going to be test optional you don't have to worry about the SAT or the ACT like don't worry about the standardized Mm -hmm. test and so we didn't worry about it we didn't Mm -hmm. think we were going to need to take it but then now that we're juniors and we're getting in the mindset to start like researching colleges and all of that we're looking and while a lot of schools like the UC schools are all test optional there are still schools that aren't test optional so now we all have to quickly rush to study and take an SAT or ACT test which 
we're not getting the full preparation that other years got right. in the past like exactly. at all I know I, I mean I know still a lot of people that are going to test prep tutors and whatever but a lot of it's on zoom like it's yeah. just it's completely different um and the weird thing is oh that we didn't think we needed to take it right so yeah every school is like it's completely different you're either test optional you don't require it at all like you can't even submit it or you still do require it right and the thing with that is even if you of course not submitting a score is said to not hurt your chances but also submitting a great score is going to help your chances and the only people submitting scores are people that have exceptional ones yeah and so of course like what are you going to think like they're not going to accept people with exceptional scores no they probably will accept those people so like is it like that means we still have to take it you know yeah like we still have to take it and do well even though they say we don't and like it's just it's this weird kind of quiet system of like pressure that they still put on us no I couldn't agree more because people representatives whoever it is are saying you don't necessarily have to take the exam if the schools you are looking to are test optional but then you're told you should still take it because people are submitting their test scores it's gonna help you if Mm -hmm. you score high but it's just like it's a lot of time and effort to commit and study if you're applying to schools that are test optional right exactly and the whole thing about retaking it over and over again until you get the best score, that's a lot. Like It is a lot. I think it's it, it, it can become mentally exhausting. I, yeah, it definitely did for me. I, I took mine over summer, actually, yeah, August. So even before school started for junior yeah. year because I was like, I just, I can't deal with this junior year. I'm done. Yeah. And so I did all my studying over the summer, got a really good score. But, I mean like it looks great composite wise for I I took the ACT and so it shows that my math score was not as great as my other ones so my mom and I were talking about it and we were like okay do you do you want to retake it and try to get your math score up and see if it helps bring up your composite whatever and so I decided to do it and so I put I think I think it was about a month and a half of studying just for the math section because I, I know the super score is in effect and whatever. And so I really wasn't worried about anything else. But I was just so focused on studying for math. And I take the test. It is impossible. Impossible. I even I even got this new calculator that was supposed to make everything so much easier um I was completely wrong made it not easy it at all like, it almost yeah it made it harder to like have to not only remember how to strategize for the test itself but then also have to memorize all the functions on that calculator yeah learning a to, new calculator like it was just it was awful and so I did actually worse and yeah I was I was a little disappointed at that for sure but I just like decided now I got a great score I'm done yeah like, and do not kill yourself trying to take it exactly like you got a good score that's that's amazing keep it where it's at yeah that is enough I don't need to be more like you know yeah but also you taking the ACT brings up something else I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. how people's minds are different and people take tests differently based on how you learn so like you're you took the ACT I'm actually taking the SAT this weekend so right. like 
it's just a difference because I actually took a mock ACT and a mock SAT to see which one I liked better because I didn't know. Um, and I scored relatively the same. I scored a little better on the SAT, but not by much. So I really could have taken either. And I thought that ACT just material-wise was a little bit easier, mm-hmm. but I hated, hated, hated being rushed on time. Yeah. I did not <laughs> like that there were more questions in a shorter amount of time. I do not like feeling rushed at all. And for yeah. that reason, that's why I'm taking the SAT because even though the questions are like known to be like quote unquote harder, I have more time to think about it and actually analyze. Right. So I don't know. That's just my view on it. That's why I'm taking the SAT. Yeah. But I know I took the ACT because I do well in English and I do well in the reading section. And so I really liked it. It was straightforward. Like I felt like I could do like, you know, the straightforward questions in a shorter amount of time. Um, but yeah, the math was a lot. And especially in that 60 minutes. I Yeah, you're right. I always found myself rushing at the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, sure, math is maybe not my favorite subject. I'm, I'm actually really good at it in school, but... SAT, ACT, like the way they come up with those questions is something else. That is not real math. (laughs) But you know what? Also for us, so we're juniors taking math analysis honors, Mm -hmm. which is pre-calc and now we're at the point where we're taking calc A. So Mm -hmm. the test only goes up to algebra two. So it's actually like being ahead it's it's hard because I think so too. I'm forgetting strategies and units that we learned in algebra one or geometry yeah like geometry I need I needed a whole refresher oh geometry was horrible like I did okay in ninth grade when I took geometry I loved it got a super high grade it came naturally to me because I love math but um now I'm looking at it like when I took when I took my mock SAT for the first time I was like like supplemental angles like <laughs> what does that mean I was like is that a word like yeah so it's just yeah I, yeah I completely get it yeah um yeah I don't know I think now that I'm at the we're both obviously math analysis honors as you said so we're still like we're at a really high level we still have all of the foundation from the other math classes algebra one geometry algebra two but the thing is, now we don't have all those little details that you right. know while you're still in those like parts. Like, I still have all the basics and whatever that I need for where I'm at now. But like all those little details, I don't need anymore. So they like they're out of my head. Exactly. Like, but I have you, to bring it all back. No, exactly. Because in your math class, you have to focus on all this new material that you're learning right. that isn't being tested on the SAT. So. By taking it now and being ahead in our math class, I think it's actually more work on us because we're not taking the SAT when we're taking Algebra 2. Yeah, we so have to reteach not, ourselves. Right. Yeah. So that's a different component. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, yeah, as we've kind of said this throughout the whole thing. Balance is rough this year. Yeah. Really rough. I mean, it's great to be able to use this to learn how to balance our lives for the future but definitely a lot of new experiences for sure 100 percent. yeah speaking of the future college wow 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 we are really close we are close it's a lot it's a lot um i don't know about you but for me the college 
application process I mean we aren't even really in it yet but you still have to start it junior year with all your research and figuring out where you want to go and how you're going to present yourself to colleges and so I've been working on this little packet thing from my college counselor and let me tell you Every single time it is like placed in front of me or every single time I finally work up the courage to actually (laughs) get ahead with it and like, you know, be prepared to actually apply to college, I just, I cry. I I cry every single time I look at it. Like not immediately, no. No, it takes some time. It it takes some time. (laughs) No, I'll start working through it and I'm like, oh my gosh, am I exceptional in anything? No, cry. Oh my gosh, did I take that one summer class that one time? No, okay, I'm not prepared for college. Cry. Like, it is just like, I psych myself out every single time and it's it's rough. Well, it's overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have a question about your packet. Yes. Is it like a big packet or a small packet? It's not even that large. <laughs> it's really not even that large. And actually, surprisingly, a lot of it isn't like oh, what's your GPA? What's What classes do you take? No, it's like figuring out who you are, what you're good at, so you can like describe yourself in certain ways to colleges. Right. So you know what maybe you want to major in. And yeah, so it's really not that large. It's just a lot of like self-reflection, which I guess is not very easy for me. No, and you know what? That doesn't come easy to everyone. No, that's true, <laughs> that's true. So that's totally okay, but college application process we're not exactly there yet because it's may and we'll probably start applying in august Mm -hmm. but we've had to do so much research so much this year and i think it's just a lot because okay college research it's not like you're researching like your top five schools if you have them well first of all you need to know what are your top five schools right you need to research to do that yeah so it's just obviously in terms of it being time consuming if you're really invested in it the time goes by fast and that's Mm -hmm. not really like the like quote-unquote problem at hand I don't really care about that but it's just like a lot of work to find out do I want a big school do I want a small school do I want a lot of sports or do I want to focus on academics or You know, just all the components that are coming in that we are constantly asked by counselors and peers and everything like that. And so I just think it's time. It's a time consuming process to find what's right for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's also it's so it's not only time consuming. It's so expensive. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, some people have college. um I guess tutors? What are they called? College? College counselors? <laughs> yes. That basic, basic word <laughs> that I already know. College counselors. Yeah, some people have college counselors, but also a lot of colleges will still encourage you to go actually visit their campuses because of something called demonstrated interest. And of course you can do that virtually, but I don't know. They don't make it clear whether they think that virtual or in-person like counts more towards demonstrated interest right if you care more you'll come visit uh no it's so expensive to fly across the country twice in one year like yeah drive around to all these schools like you know no it's a lot it's very expensive I think because of COVID a lot of colleges adapted and did virtual tours whether that was on Zoom and they had a student or a professor whoever it was on campus giving like a live tour or if it was pre-recorded I think that it's great. I've attended I've attended tours on Zoom 
and I get to participate and I'm on camera and I get to talk, introduce myself, ask questions, whatever. And it's great. But I've also been to, I've also been on actual college visits in person. Mm -hmm. I do think there's a little bit of a difference, but nonetheless, it's really expensive. You're right. Like it's super expensive to go visit every single college you want to look at. Yeah. And I think what's happening is a lot of us are having to prioritize where do we want to visit or some of us don't even get to visit schools that we want to that are on the top of our list so yeah it can be it can be really rough and with the in-person visits I mean honestly of course you get more out of it you get to like feel what it feels like to be on campus you get to like, usually when people are giving in-person tours, they talk a little more personably about the school itself. They, like, can reference something that's right there and say, this is where I had this experience. This is where I did this really cool thing. But, yeah, on virtual, it's very it's very straightforward. It's very, like, these are the facts about the school. I mean, here's a couple reasons why I like it. You should go here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to have the virtual because, I mean no one's ever had that before the past couple years right but yeah it's it's definitely a lot to visit and yeah as you said with selecting which schools to visit and it kind of also applies to which schools to apply to yeah do you visit the schools that you think you're going to get into do you visit the schools that are considered safeties or do you visit the schools that if you were the smartest person ever and had the most money in the world you would go to you know like right where and are you visiting again balance yeah yeah like balance plays in with every single thing we've talked about today yeah it's a lot so and also your point of safety schools there's safety schools target schools and reach schools mm-hmm. which in the past i think is a good concept this past year especially like is that even accurate anymore no <laughs> there is no way because even like schools that were considered safeties or considered targets are now like I think some were even 10% like less or they accept 10% less students than they did in the years before right and part of that has to do with the fact that more students are applying to schools because they don't have to submit things like their SAT score or their ACT score but people with 4.3 GPAs weighted or 4.0 unweighted GPAs are getting rejected from what they thought was going to be their safety school. So it's honestly, at least what it seems like to me, maybe to us, is that it's kind of randomized and you can't expect anything anymore. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, I know. Okay, so there's a few things with that. I know some safety schools will reject students that they think are overqualified because, um, because they think that the student won't accept the or the acceptance. Right. I guess they won't accept the acceptance. Um, and then also, without without the SATs and ACTs, people are able to present themselves more holistically, which is really positive. Right. But also, schools don't have as good of a gauge as to whether or not a student is prepared for the level at, of that school. Yeah. Um, and I saw this in an art. I actually I was seeing this in an article that some admission officers are kind of worried about that because they've even seen students who were accepted without scores or without um, AP tests or without whatever 
that they're finding that some of these students aren't are actually not as prepared and they aren't getting the grades that they need to to keep up and I mean it's it's really it's good to aspire to schools that I mean it's good to aspire to schools that you really want to go to even if it's really academically challenging even if it's you know hard to get into but you I think the hard thing with college is you have to be realistic about where you're at, where you want to go. And that's something I also struggle with myself. Like, yeah. I'm like, and maybe that's why I cry every time I open the packet. <laughs> I have to start thinking, and so do all of us, about where do we realistically fit. Like, And that's where like the prestige versus actual fit, good fit of a college comes in. Like, does this school have all my interests? Does this school match with... Um, what I want to study, what I'm going to put my time into, or am I just applying to it because it's just this prestigious, well-known school that I've been hearing all my life. Yeah, exactly. And I do think going back to campus tours and visits, this applies to all majors, but especially we know what we want to do in college. We want to major in broadcasting. Mm -hmm. And I think it's especially for that major it's important or we want to see the campus to be able to know like do I fit in here can like look at whatever school within the college or building has that broadcasting program do they have like can I get the hands-on experience I'm wanting here yeah like just everything like that and so yes I see why college visits are so important that being in person or virtual but going back to like the expense part it's it's expensive like yeah it's not everyone can afford that right exactly exactly yeah I mean the whole process of you know just trying to find what fits best yeah I mean of course you're gonna be spending the next four years of your life there right yeah we 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 have to know if we're gonna like it so well also this okay I going a little bit off topic but like still same topic I'm a person who does not like the cold Mm. I like the warm however a lot of schools that I'm interested in I have schools on the west coast that I'm interested in there's also some schools on the east coast that I'm interested in and people all the time are telling me like how are you going to live (laughs) in indiana michigan new york wherever i where it's below freezing where sometimes. it's snowing yeah when we live in california and we don't experience the snow like yeah. i get cold sitting under an air vent <laughs> <laughs> yeah so did you visit any of your schools in like the winter months i guess or when it snowed or no unfortunately no but i did go to michigan mm-hmm. um it wasn't really snow. It was kind of like sleet and rain. Got it. it was. Was it cold? Though? So, so cold. Yeah, yeah. It was so cold. <laughs> and I don't have any heavy jackets or anything. I borrowed mm. a heavy jacket from my friend. Thank you. But <laughs> <laughs> but I was still freezing. I wore jeans and a shirt, a long sleeve shirt, a hoodie, and then the heavy jacket. So many layers. So many layers because I never experienced this because yeah like a lot of people go skiing and snowboarding here mm-hmm. but I, like I haven't ever been skiing or snowboarding oh yeah I forgot about that mm-hmm. and right. so I didn't know what the cold was gonna be like <laughs> and so but I do think 
like I still want to experience the snow but long story short I didn't go during the winter but I still went when it was really cold so I kind of got a little bit of a taste of that but Mm -hmm. I'm just telling myself like yes it will be an adjustment Mm -hmm. but it's it's not okay it's a temporary move for four years it's not a permanent I am moving now and I'm going to be there the rest of my life until I am 80 years old yeah so <laughs> like you know what I'm saying it's it's an okay sacrifice yeah for four years yeah yeah I know I visited the east coast over Thanksgiving break because we had a week long so I toured kind of up and down like I got some of the coldest parts I got some just you know nice kind of November fall but yeah we were in Boston and like at night it was very cold it was windy it was cold I mean no snow but like even just then it wasn't comfortable so obviously you have to wear layers yeah definitely because wind and rain (laughs) not a good mix sometimes honestly wind makes everything just like colder Mm-hmm. so yeah that's true yeah it, it wasn't fun I mean so I didn't experience it necessarily when it was in its coldest peak okay. but I did I get I did get a little taste of the cold and that's good experience that's something else with college research that needs to be done and obviously as juniors we're doing a lot of college research not so much applications but over because we want to apply to programs that and some schools are more competitive we have to or we're told to apply early which means applying Mm -hmm. in august and september and i think that just means like i don't think a lot of people realize that that means we have to spend our summer doing the application process Mm -hmm. so like signing up for the common app writing our essays writing supplements the FAFSA everything yeah and so I know with college okay so of course they expect you to use your summer in a way that shows what you're interested in way that you can further your interest in a I don't know academic topic or something you want to have a career in and so the past four years or I guess three we've been spending our summers you know go reaching towards that right and then this year once again, no, f- I mean, it can be fun to do, like, obviously further your interests are, like, it's what you're interested in, but right. this year, nothing at all except for college, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff is college-focused this yeah. summer. Obviously, we're still going to have a social life because we don't have to be in school for eight hours a day, but it's still a lot of work that needs to be put in for the summer, I think. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. People will apply in August. People will apply in October. It's just kind of where you're at and how much, what, how much you're doing at what time. If that makes sense. Right, right. That makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's a mix of excitement, of course, for the summer, my favorite months, but a little bit of dread. I don't know. And I think that goes to the topic of mental health throughout all of high school. Um. I mean, it's rough junior year. It can be rough all of high school. It can be rough through the college process. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that, okay, in all of high school, especially juniors, but it's just a lot of work right now. Mm-hmm. And in all of high school, it's a lot of work to have to go to school for an eight-hour day mm-hmm. and then go home and be expected to complete all your homework, which... 
for some people, based on what teachers is an hour long. Others, I had homework the other night that took me four or five hours. So, and then you're expected to do sports, extracurricular activities, homework. So it's just, I honestly think it's anxiety producing with how much you have to do. It's so overwhelming. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah. I don't know. My parents aren't really the type to like, yes, they obviously want me to do well. They aren't the type to put ton of pressure on me but (laughs) I do it all myself um same yeah I'm the same exact way I am the type of student who is like I need to get straight A's all of high school I need to have a 4.0 I need to do well on a test if I have a high grade in the class I still need to make sure that I'm studying and putting all my effort to get a high grade so I could end the semester with a high grade and while yes that's a great thing and you know you're academically doing well it's a lot of mental pressure anxiety just everything it it can be so I mean I know I just said this but so overwhelming yeah it definitely is I mean we've had a little bit of a different experience I mean we've had a little bit of a different experience from people in past past years but for all of us I know in junior year we probably most of us had a hard time on zoom yeah I know that created a lot of like anxiety for me because I mean I think I work better in a classroom setting so do I where I can you know talk directly to the teacher I don't have to raise my hand and like be spotlighted on the zoom right. you know With I yeah your camera <laughs> turning green the uh-huh. border turning green oh my favorite uh-huh And so, yeah, with that last year, I also started my first AP on Zoom. Right. And so to do that is really hard because obviously, as we all know, AP classes, not easy. AP reading takes so much work. It does. And so I started to realize, like, not that I wasn't good at school or doing, like, that reading, but I, like, had things I needed to work on. And to have to do that, like, over Zoom was definitely anxiety producing yeah especially because I was just so uncertain like with a new type of class and whatever so well that's also what I wanted to say it was a huge change for us too well first of all I think our class was hit by it especially hard because we were transitioning from middle school to high school Mm -hmm. a lot of students um okay for me personally I've felt comfortable very quickly in high school but a lot of students it takes time to adjust and adapt to a new setting with block schedules instead of traditional schedules and you know just simple things like that but it was like our year finally adjusted Mm -hmm. and then we get put on zoom yeah and then a whole new adjustment mm -hmm. and then you had to adjust to a whole year on zoom right and then towards the end of the year it was like okay we can come back to school in cohorts based on your last name that was the wildest (laughs) schedule we've ever had it was crazy it was like in person in person for half the day is in the morning yeah if you're on zoom because it's not your cohort day or you choose not to come in because you were still uncomfortable with covid you are in the afternoon so it was like all over the place yeah, people in the same classes were not there on the same days. Right. We're not there. Yeah. It was just at a the same time whole of day. different adjustment. Crazy. So we just adjusted 
What was that? Three times? Three times, I think. In, like in the span a of a year and a half. Exactly. Oh so my gosh. it's a lot. And then we finally come back to school, which so happy about. Yeah. Love in-person school. I'm doing so much better this year. Same. But it's, again, another adjustment. And here's the thing. A lot of teachers, well, I think it's split pretty much 50-50. There's some teachers who are like, I understand this is an adjustment. It's an adjustment for me, too. We're going to work on this together, mm-hmm. you know, with their classes, work-wise, tests, everything. And then there's other teachers that are jumping right back in oh, yeah. from freshman year before we were on Zoom when we were still in person. And it's like expectations – since zoom have just been raised so much at least that's what it feels like yeah it kind of feels like that I I agree I know a lot of I mean a lot of my teachers are really understanding but there's also some that are like okay this is what you wanted right to be back in person so do well at it does that make sense yeah 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 so it's just a lot and having to do all this work it's you put so much on yourself Mm-hmm. that you need to get everything done on time mm-hmm. some people like to get ahead some people like to procrastinate I'm the second one I'm the first one <laughs> yeah. I get an assignment and I'm like I will do this right now like get it done make sure I'm on top of it whatever but yeah. that's also something that people can get anxious about if pe- some people if they don't have a plan to follow they get anxious because they Mm -hmm. are the type of people who are organized, who need organization, who use a planner, who use Mm -hmm. a calendar. But then there's also people who they get anxious if they can't just go with the flow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that also brings in anxiety and, again, balancing work and social life. and Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's definitely been hard to figure out which I guess kind of which one you are with each like with zoom with in-person school with like social life like that was kind of not social life does that make sense like you know quarantine social life whatever when Um, you couldn't see anyone exactly and then actual regular like now right so yeah that has definitely been hard I know for me last year like trying to balance like my fear of COVID and also seeing friends was rough. Yeah. Like, I pretty much, like, yes, of course I kept my friendships over text and FaceTime. Right. But I only saw, like, a few people. And so now coming back this year, I've, like, kind of, I kind of formed, like, a whole new, a whole new friend group and whole new friendships that I think all happened because I saw no one last year. Right. And so now I'm like, I need to make up for it. Like, yeah, like definitely that made me so anxious last year. And I realized like, no, like I love friends, obviously. Both of us, I can say, I know for a fact, both of us (laughs) were very social and outgoing people. Yeah. And so I think the fact that we couldn't see people last year because of COVID was just almost heartbreaking because a little bit yeah because we're so used to being in person with our friends and then it was you can only be on zoom and facetime because covid is so bad and you have to wear a mask and i'm not even comfortable with us being outside so we're just gonna facetime yeah and so it was just again another thing that was a huge adjustment yeah and so coming back into person this year surrounding like the first day of school when we came back and I was sitting in a classroom with 40 other students I was like 
oh my this god this is a lot like this is a lot but then I quickly adjusted yeah, yeah. and you know I love it now it's fine yeah. but it's like there have just been so many adjustments that we've had to go through the past three years yeah definitely definitely a little rough on our anxiety levels yeah yeah definitely a lot to handle but it's funny we're really similar we are that. very similar yeah across the board <laughs> across like the everything board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah completely yeah well I think does that conclude today I think that concludes today wow well guys we had a whole discussion today about I guess what it's like to be a junior what it's like to live through this time in high school you know just what all of our experiences are and I I hope you guys were all able to find something that you related to you know some joy in hearing our hearing our lives (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly well we really hope you all enjoyed and keep an eye out for episode two please um we are very excited to keep doing this super excited yeah once again i'm adrian brevent hosting with the hannah kaufman thank you all for listening to covering all the bases